Blog Talk Radio. Los Angeles, California. Welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your host, Shaw McCain. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Shaw McCain, and I'd like to welcome listeners to the Paranormal and Sacred Radio Show. My show was created to provide an open-minded platform that welcomes the gifted and extraordinary thinkers from every walk of life and circumstance. Please follow us, the Paranormal and the Sacred, on Facebook for upcoming events and special speakers from around the world. And we're happy to say we're translating to many different languages for our listeners outside the country. The call-in number tonight to listen and ask questions is 619-924-9744. And the Paranormal Sacred airs every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. During this show, I can take questions in order in chat, or you may call in with your question and speak with our guests tonight. Any buzzkillers in chat or on the phone, I'm going to kick you out and have a copy of all your stuff, so I'm going to call you back and I'll bug you. So leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. Be polite and play nice. Anyway, I just want to tell you about a couple of uh, events that are coming up. Uh, and there are two really big ones. Um, let's see. One, now this is August, let everybody know, Experience of Speak in Maine is going to be held this, this year, August 28th through 29th that weekend, and it's going to be awesome. A lot of our, our guests will be there tonight that we have tonight. Uh, and also... Many of my friends are there, and many experiencers are friends of mine, and they're going to be there. And so everybody's really looking forward to that and uh, really excited. And then coming up closer, and this is just happening in May at 29th to 31st, and Joshua Tree is Contact in the Desert. Now, everybody's heading to the desert in May. I don't get it, but they all go. And the planet's premier, the UFO Convention. This is from the LA Weekly. Join us for a weekend exploration to the extraterrestrial life, ancient aliens, human origins, crop circles, UFO sightings, anti-gravity machines. I wonder if that really works. Contact experiences and the contact experiencers and the need to know everything featuring a ton of people. George Nori, uh, Giorgio, the Greek guy with the big hair. I mean, just everybody. And... Uh, it's lovely, and the people local go, and uh, gosh, it's um, it's really amazing event. So anyway, not to miss it. It's coming up in May. And then let me see what else I have to say. Now, uh, another friend of mine is doing um, this archetypal archetypal nature uh, workshops, and it's uh, it's along the lines if you uh, if you've been interested in Carl Jung and his uh, his archetypal uh, different features of the human psyche and stuff like that. Anyway, it's June 12th through 14th at 7 p.m. and it starts at the 12th at 7 p.m. and the 14th it ends at 2:15. And it's going to be in Sherman Oaks, California. So people in California are really lucky, and you still have time to get tickets to fly out. 
and you get the tickets at www.archeptypalnature.com. And you're being invited by Gary S. Bobroff, who's an amazing guy, and he's been on our show a couple of times, and he has a, a fabulous book I love. And uh, also, uh, next week, we have uh, Tina Marie Cowett. And you know what? She's the on-air personality of Restricted Airspace Radio out of Las Vegas. And she is a very awesome interviewer, and she did interview me in the middle of the night. Her show starts at midnight and it goes to 3 a.m. Oh, my God. But anyway... She's really a fabulous person, and uh, anyway, so that's going to be for next week. Now, this week, I have an awesome friend. This is the second time she's been on our show. I feel lucky. I feel fortunate, and so are you. You're blessed by this. Anyway, Pamela Lafredo is a former York County, Maine, MUFON State Section Director and Field Investigator, appointed by Leland Budd. I don't know if I never spell his, pronounce his name right. Anyway, it's B-E-C-H-E-T-L. Anyway, he's a state director. In 1992, she has been a research specialist in the field of ufology and extraterrestrial visitation for 30 years. And she has had a series of personal encounter sightings in the Hudson Valley region of New York State, which I lived too when I was a kid. And I think that's a lot of stuff started for me there too. Anyway, during the UFO wave activity in the early 80s. And then she is also a fabulous psychic, card reader, a medical intuitive, medium, all-around wonderful gal. Um, I know she has a host of friends, and she's an amazing person, and uh, we're going to welcome her on right now. Hi, Pamela. Welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred, your life. Hey, honey. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I just want to say welcome very much to the show. We really enjoyed you last time and very happy to have you on. And uh, you're also like a Reiki master and you're also a medical uh, intuitive. And you picked up something on me too. We were just doing a, a uh, Facebook messaging back and forth and in no time you said that, you know, I have like a serious thyroid condition I'm working with right now. And uh, you picked up on it, and I didn't even know what it was until it was diagnosed. So uh, I'm kind of uh, amazed by your talent, and uh, many, many, many people that believe in you and uh, seek your services. So why don't you tell uh, our listeners uh, something about yourself, where you grew up, and and what your influences were when you were young, and when this whole thing started. Okay, so... I, all I can remember back when I was a little kid is being afraid of a lot of things um, that were happening because I had no idea. Um, but, you know, back in the day when you were that little, four years old, whatever, they were monsters kind of thing, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, mother would call it imaginary friends. So there was good and, and not so good, um, you know, when you're kind of open and able to do what I'm able to do innately, like I've never learned it because it's been happening to me since I was a child being able to, like, bleed through dimensionals, you know, dimension, dimension, interdimensionality, I call it, or uh, there's so many different names for it, like being able to bleed through um, this reality into the next one or others even beyond that. And definitely I'm not the only one. There's a lot of other people that can do this. And believe it or not, it can be actually traced right back to my natal chart um, in my 12th house, which is has a stellium, which is a finger of God, um, and that means it's a very loaded house with a lot of planets in it, and the planets that are in there are pretty heavy-duty, like Pluto mm-hmm. and the moon. 
and Mars and Uranus. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty intense. Um, and that alone, along with my stuff in my ninth house, my eighth house, uh, even the third house is communications and, you know, the eighth house is of mediumship and um, dealing with a lot of other people. I even have uh, cancer in my 11th house, which is like very expanded, large institutions and dealing with lots of people. Um, so my chart is like right on. It really describes my life. Anyhow, we'll go back to childhood. Grew up in New York in a small town called Eastchester, a very little town, and then as a teenager moved to New Rochelle, which is like bordering the town of Eastchester, but it was a city. It was a little bit bigger. And so I went to two different high schools. I went to New Rochelle High School and Eastchester High School uh, before I uh, decided to go with my mother, who was working in a gastroenterology office for two doctors, um, I tried to get in there to get a job in there right after high school, and they didn't want to hire me because I was only 17, going on 18. And my mother said, you don't know my daughter, just give her a chance. I'll train her, and if after two weeks you don't think she can cut it, um, you know, you can let her go. I'll, I'll accept that. Well, after two weeks they hired me, and I was there for six years. <laughs> after wow. that, I went on. Other forms of medicine, right next door, I'd get out of work at 1 in the afternoon because we'd start early, and then the gastroenterologist I worked for, he was the director at Nourishell Hospital. He was the big, big cheese. So he'd leave and do rounds at the hospital, and I would go next door, Dr. Stamper's office, who's a cardiologist, and work for him until 5. Then I went on to learn about oncology, hematology, um, all kinds of osteopathy, you know, just many different specialties in medicine. If I know anything, it's the human anatomy, physiology, how the systems of the body work, um, how to truly heal the body, and it's not just a physical thing. It's a body, mind, and spirit thing. It's also a very spiritual, when I say spirit, um, you know, that could be spirituality being part of what is needed to bring wholeness, but it still brings in that whole sigh of the mind, you know, the whole mind factor. So when you say body, mind, and spirit, we're not talking about the brain or the brain function. That actually is part of the body. Uh, when we're talking about the mind, that's a whole other ball of wax. <laughs> so this has always fascinated me, and part of that is all of my ET contacts since I was, it's been traced back in my natal chart, believe it or not, to age four. Um, my astrologer can clearly see that there's been some very odd activity going on with me, other dimensions, very shamanic energy, very connected to out there beyond the planet. I don't even think I have very much at all on the lower half of my chart, which is the earth plane, almost everything's above the horizon. So that makes me wow. a little bit, uh, you know, floater, and I'm a Gemini to boot. I'm an air sign, so... <laughs> yeah, I've always thought about everything out there, and i got to always watch and make sure my feet are on the ground down here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's what so my saying is. It's okay to have your head in the clouds, but you have to have your feet firmly planted on the ground. Yeah, oh, I had to learn that one. I really did, because if I, it was up to me, I'd float. But, you know, I had some good teachers yeah. that really could identify the lack of grounding here. And I believe that part of that is because I'm just not on a subconscious level fully committed to being here because I'm a starseed. So I feel like I always got one foot off the ground, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But and then, right. uh, 
Does your family have any of your intuitive gifts or, you know, medium skills or anything like that? Not overtly. Nobody would come out and say that they're doing this or seeing this, that kind of thing. But my father um, was an empath and a healer and very intuitive. He would predict things and just say, oh, that's not going to work out or this is that, don't do that. He was always right on, too. It used to, like, blow my mind when I was younger. I'm like, how does he know that? stuff, you know, and it's like, well, he's dad, he's supposed to know that stuff, but as I got older, I'm realizing, dad, you know, clearly I get this from you, you know, my mother can be very intuitive and has been, definitely, um, but she's had MS for a very long time, since she was 40, and she's 73, so she's had it for quite a while, and it's progressed, and so any gift she had after 40, you know, they weren't... They they weren't um, working anymore, I'd say. But growing up, you know, she had her intuition. But my, my father's mother, even, she wasn't a very um, educated woman, but she was wise and, you know, wise on the level of everyday life, of life, life itself. So she had a lot of wisdom. And so she would just say things and predict them, too, you know, just because, you know, it's kind of like the flow of reality, what life has taught her. So when she looks at a certain certain you know, set of circumstances, she would almost be able to say, oh, I've seen that before, and guess what's going to happen? Well, you know, I like to say, and again, we can, part of this for me is like particle physics. You know, particle physics is so difficult because I feel like it's connected to the whole theory of us creating our own reality with what we focus on, pay attention to, what we intend. You know, it's like you can do the same experiment, but if you have a different intention, I feel like you're going to have a totally different outcome there is no real standard model. I'm going beyond the standard model of particle physics right now, and I'm starting to really look deeper than that even. This stuff fascinates me. Um, <clears throat> so I can't really get it too into it because I'm studying it right now. Um, okay. But it's fascinating to me. <laughs> it is, me too, because you're talking it's about quantum heavy, physics, though, right? It's very heavy. Well, you really have to it really cement. is. I can only tell you about some effects, but I couldn't really explain what it is or anything like that. But you're studying it, so that's another whole story. Yeah, and I can wrap around it, but, you know, it takes, you know, you can't think with your brain. You have to be have this, like, really open, like, space to absorb this in and go, wow. Because that's what it does to me. I, I just go, wow, this is so amazing. This is like the proof we've been looking for that, yeah, you do create your own reality um, every day in every way. What are you thinking? What are you focused on? What are you paying attention to? What are you magnetizing to yourself? Putting a, And when you add emotion to it, you know, that's like the kicker, okay? Because you could have thoughts and have obsessive, uh, ruminating thoughts where you keep thinking about the same thing or worrying about the same thing. And the more you do that, the more you attract that very thing that you don't want right to yourself, when you add emotion and fear, all the all the more it's coming faster. Really. So oh, scary. <laughs> it is. I think that you even like even if people don't believe in this uh you know, the other dimensions, but now we know scientifically there are other detectable dimensions. They have detected between twelve and fourteen other dimensions and uh it makes you wonder what's going on over there. Well, I straddle a couple, so I've been over there and back over here. <laughs> well, go, tell us. Going 
Oh, well, tell us about uh, tell us about something that happened. Well, you talk about happened. You know, you can't well okay fight on an earth human kind of thing. You know, it's it's about stepping out of this reality and into something way more expanded where there's zero separation for one thing. Even visually speaking, I have actually visually witnessed um a reality where everything just kind of merges, melds and blends into everything else and there's no rough edges or separations between anything. It's very surreal looking, but amazingly beautiful. Just beautiful. Everything harmonizes into the next thing. It's all connected visually. Wow. That's what I've seen. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, you know, to, to a degree, I kind of recognize that place as home. I've also been to a place where the water is, um, you know, it looks purple, but that could be a reflection, <laughs> as we know, with water and reflection. It appears to be purple, like a silvery purple. The best way that I could describe that is in the movie Contact when Jodie Foster went to that other place. Do you remember the water? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I, I think real. I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen oh, that. Cool. Okay. Um, beyond that, you know, it's it's there's all these different kinds of experiences, and they take place in many different levels of conscious reality, unconscious reality, different levels of superconscious reality. There's all these different levels of consciousness. And I don't think there's at all enough study going into what the brain, the mind can do when it's not in a conscious state, right? Consciously, that's when we think we're in control. And, you know, life is life, and half the time we're really not in control anyway. But those other levels of consciousness, there's all this other dynamic that goes on the minute the ego goes to sleep, right? The minute you go to sleep and the ego lets go, we become a whole nother conscious type of being. It's a different level of consciousness, but it's more highly aware. Yes, and I think that um, the usual blocks are off, and sometimes that's the only way that maybe uh, your higher power can get through you and give you a message or uh, whatever you believe that is, and or you can go on a little trip or, or whatever, and there's no limit yes. in, that, in the dream time. Yeah they actually have said that if they can't get through to us in our conscious waking reality because our our mind is too busy and noisy and we don't listen that way, we're too busy listening to everything that's going on around us in life, that we can't hear anything beyond that, then they will come to us through our dream time, which is one of the only ways they can really get through. You're right. Exactly right. correct. Now, um, what was the first thing that happened uh to make you aware of your special abilities, how, how old were you, and when, when was the first thing that happened that you went on this path? You know, something I don't think anybody can actually remember, like the age, date, the perfect day, time, mm-hmm. situation. What I can tell you is, as far as I remember, and I've been aware of my own self, old enough to have any real level of reasoning awareness. I have just always been this way. I've always had very unusual thoughts, feelings, and I'm thinking even to myself, is this normal for me to think this? Is anybody else thinking these things, or is it just me? Yeah. (laughs) I wonder about this stuff. Am am I a freak? (laughs) 
because I used to think of things and wonder about a whole lot of things because in my reality down here, something wasn't right. Something, as a young person, I knew this is not right, this is not true. What people would say to me at church, what they would say about Jesus, so many different things growing up I'd hear, I'm like, this isn't true. It just wouldn't go past my filters. As a kid, you know, I just always had a knowing. And if something would not get past my knowing, I knew it was false. I would not take it into myself. I've been a pain in the butt to my parents, not in a bad way where I've made trouble, gotten into trouble with the law, never have, 52. I don't even have anything on my driving record still. <laughs> I'm not a lawbreaker, but I'm a systems buster, totally. Mm. I am a real buster of authority when I, you best have some serious authority and give me some real facts that I can, that are measurable mathematically because I am mental after all. I am a very big skeptic, which is something a lot of people don't know about me. Prove it to me, and I'll buy into it, but prove it first. And that's the way my brain works. So anything that I say to you, it's already been proven to me. I already know it. I already believe it, know it, have been proven to a great degree a lot of what I speak about because I'm not just having an opinion. I don't believe in opinions. Everybody's got one of them. I want facts. I want the truth. That's all I care about. That's it. Well, that's important because if you're uh, trying to put, plus you're a helper, so you're trying to figure out the facts so you can get down to the brass tacks of helping somebody. So you need to actually get the truth, the truth and the details of of what's going on. And um, how how did this? Okay, so you went into the medical field, and then you found out you have some gifts that work there. Yeah, it just clicked like it was a natural thing that I should do. Um, and I've been told many years later by Native people as well as other psychics that I have been a medicine person in past lives. Um, and medicine is definitely my thing in this lifetime, healing, medicine, whatever. Um, but beyond that, the intuitive absolutely helps me, all right, because a medical intuitive can intuitively diagnose people when a doctor can't even, when tests are missing things with people. It's already happened to me. I've already diagnosed some people that doctors could not figure out for the life of them what is going on, you know, and they've come up with everything, but it's not helping. Nothing that they're doing for certain people is helping. So believe it or not, sometimes their last resort is going to a psychic or a medical intuitive to see if we can figure out something, you know. Um, And I picked it up in this one guy almost instantly. Oh, I had a spirit said, ask him what he does for a living, and he said, and I, I knew it right off. Again, I, you got to look at my medical background and what I know about medicine. And you're looking at a miasma or a mycoplasma. You're looking at these things that once they cross the blood-brain barrier, you can't get them back the other way. As far as traditional medicine is concerned, you're pretty much toast. Holistically, there are ways, we have discovered many ways, of bringing things back to the other side of the blood-brain barrier. Um, and a chemical petromiasma is one of them. You pump gas all your life or you work in the oil industry and you're knee-deep in it, you're absorbing it into the pores of your body, transdermal delivery, that's the fastest way to kill yourself right through your skin. It's also the fastest way to heal yourself. Depends on what you're putting in the skin. So um, the fact that this person was literally knee-deep in oil and was allergic to the gloves that you're supposed to wear when you're touching it, didn't wear the gloves, hands right in the oil. I asked him all these questions. I had my answer immediately. (laughs) He That's literally right. was petrochemical poisoned to the point of if I didn't catch that and they kept going, he'd be dead right now, literally dead. 
I said to him, go back to your doctor, tell him what I said, and tell him that in any way he chooses to, they need to put you on a major safe medical detox and stay the hell away from oil for a while. <laughs> I mean, you can't play with oil that and not expect, you know, 11 years of yeah. doing that. That did it to him. Well, but, that you know, to the coal miners and everybody else. I mean, black lung and uh, people that are in chemical labs and stuff like that, you know, they, they really suffer. Well, there are supposed to be protect, you know, you know about OSHA and all these safety things more than ever. People are stubborn, like him. He wouldn't wear the gloves. They, oh, he was allergic. He didn't want to wear all the safety stuff. Some of these guys are that. They're like brutal men that way where they'll go right in the oil, you know. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah. that will keep your long, you know, big guy. Yeah. So be careful so when you work with materials. Yeah. So what happened? Did now, you get help or? Huh? What happened? Did you get help? Yeah, he got detoxed, and he came back to see me, and I, I couldn't believe how his color changed. He gained a little weight. Um, he's still very allergic to a lot of things, so he's got to watch a lot of different things, and he's still in the oil business, you know. And so I don't know if he's ever going to heal. As long as he's got some kind of exposure, he may not ever, you know, fully regenerate. But um, I warn him all the time, be careful, you know. Um it's not like he can hire other people to do the job. Then you're exposing them. It's, you know, that's a, you just can't keep passing that down the line. It's all about, you know, what is needed to protect against that on every level, whether you need a mask on and whatever. And you just got to do that. If you're going to be in that business, you got to protect yourself. And if you don't, then, you know, this is the kind of thing that happens. So you can expect it in a way. Yeah, it does. It's a, there's a, I kept warning a friend of mine that uh, she was around too many chemicals and this and that. She finally had a, what do you call this, uh, Bell's palsy and stuff like that happened to her. And then when she got away from it, she did recover. But I had a dream that it was going to happen. And then I had a dream that she was going to be okay, too. And that happened. I said, you're going to end up in the hospital, but on the other hand, you're going to have a complete recovery, too. And she did. Yeah, well, you're a psychic, too, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, if you saw that medical, then you're like a little bit of a medical person. I think so, because um, I never really uh, thought about it as that. I just would recognize stuff when, uh, let's say, when I was a teenager, I would see people's auras. And then once in a while, I would see something that reminded me of something else. And I remember this one girl was pregnant. I just said, you can imagine a 15-year-old popping up, I think it was 14, 15, piping up and saying, I think you have a kidney problem. Could you please talk to your doctor? She went, what? So I remember she stopped right in her tracks. And she did, and she did have a kidney problem. While you're pregnant, that's very serious. Yeah, it can be. So it can a lot of yeah. other things. You got to watch out. Yeah. Even though you're not maybe a medical person, you know what a kidney no. is, and they can easily give you a message that her kidneys are not right. You can hear that. You can get that message right. through. So you're exactly. definitely picking up things that are health-related with people, definitely. Yeah, I always have, especially those close to me. I know what's going on all the time. You know, and you but, know that? Uh, will, they, will they listen? Yeah. A lot of times, no. <laughs> but I have one person, she really listens, and, and she really has a good a good outcome because she's listening, you know. So there's one thing for 
uh, like I want to ask you, uh, you can bring this information, right? Do you ever get frustrated because people don't listen? No. And, you know, yes. Well, we won't mention any names here, but I've tried to help <laughs> a certain uh, okay, and they won't listen, and they didn't listen. Um, again, no. just predict things that I see, a, a course of events that is, you know, if you stay on the same track and you don't make the positive changes you need to when your life is calling for that, then you can expect more of the same problem yeah. if you don't make changes and learn. You know, and, and when I read the cards, you know, there's the fool, you know, and the whole tarot, the entire tarot <laughs> concept is all about the fool's journey. It means, are you learning or are you a self-saboteur? Where at this point, because mm-hmm. you, you've been through this so many times and you're not learning, at this point nobody's got mercy for you. You're doing it to yourself. <laughs> That's yeah. the truth. Yeah, everything you, you said was absolutely so, true. I can swear, for, swear on that. I swear on a stack means, of Bibles. The fool means ignorance is bliss. No, it isn't. Yeah, I knew ignorance. exactly when you said it, what it meant. You know, so it's, uh, you know, so you really have a very uh, productive life and uh, your professional life is just booming. It's it's really wonderful to see, you know, and I really support you on that and what you're doing because you're helping a lot of people, you know, and I think I, that's what we're here I, for anyway. We're here to help. We're not here to serve yeah, ourselves. Well, that's what I want, you know. It, if I'm going to be yeah. here for X, the time, I want to try to help as many people as I'm able to before the time comes, <laughs> you know, because exactly. I feel like my life isn't even about me. I'm here for that. I'm here for everybody else, um, and I'm here to have some fun doing that along the way. It's not work. What I'm doing isn't right. work for me. It's awesome what I do, and I love every minute of it, and everybody knows that, and I think that is why I'm successful and why I have the connections that I do with everybody because I'm mm-hmm. passionate about I love what I do. I love people. I want to see them grow and heal and, you know, get out of their own way and, and get out of what they keep recreating, even though they don't want to. They don't know how to stop doing it. So I, I show them how to stop. <laughs> yeah. And that's all it is. You just got to stop doing this and start doing that. That's it. It's not a big deal. <laughs> now, you are, are, do read cards and do stuff like that. Did you go into formal training to do that? I had a teacher, a friend of mine, taught me just the basics, really. Um, She just taught me the basics between the difference between the major and the minor arcana, um, where the minor arcana represents everything that goes on in everyday life, and the major arcana represents the cosmic overview of what we're really doing down here, like what the whole point of it all is. And the steps and stages along the way, from being born as the fool, a newborn, naive, clueless, dependent, um, playful, joyful, the world is my oyster, clueless, you know. Mm-hmm. And as you grow up, uh, you start to kind of learn from the school of hard knocks, or you don't, or you don't. Um, and if you don't, then you're forever the fool, and you never, ever evolve on a soul level. You just keep reincarnating. Um, I mean, we're still, we're here, so that doesn't mean we're all fools, but... Uh, we're all reincarnating for different reasons, and some people are here because they're just doing the same old thing and expecting some new outcome. And they're not going to get one unless they do something new and different. So, yeah, radically. Uh, well, I think, you know, such people. What doesn't work? 
That's all. I, work, so I think these kind of people don't have much self-reflection either. They really don't think about what you're talking about. You know what I mean? No, they don't. They don't sit there and reflect why. on. Happy. Yeah, there's no in-depth looking in within is what I'm saying. Right, and happiness is an inside job. You can't wait for someone or something or conditions or or money or anything to make you happy. Nothing makes you happy. You make yourself happy. Right. And if you're not happy, it's your responsibility to find the change that is needed because none of us are supposed to be here and be unhappy. I don't believe that at all. Wow. That's a bold statement because, you know, there's a lot of people that are suffering and sacrificing like all the time. And uh, I think we're supposed to have joy. I don't think like happy skipping around. I think that yeah, there's the a deeper thing that we should have is joy. Happy though, you know, you know the word happy, you yeah. know what I mean when I say that. It's a word yeah. that we use. But it's an overall sense of well-being and, you know, just being comfortable in your own skin, being unafraid of your world or unafraid of people, feeling effortless where you can move through life joyfully and experience it instead of, like, judging it, trying to, like, Mm -hmm. witness it instead of trying to be such a big part of it. How about just, like, witnessing it and deciding what you might need to do from there? And everybody's going to suffer, Sharpie. It's part of life. Uh, A lot of people get sick and suffer for years before they actually pass away. So nobody yeah. gets to decide why this one and not that one. We don't get to decide right. that. Whether that's some kind of karmic thing or it's some kind of choice because they don't want to leave or they don't want to let go, whatever it is, it's still their own free will to stay or go, I believe. That's my feeling on it anyway. I don't know. Hmm. I I think there's something going on because, like, uh, that one lady, she's, she's 104. Uh, she is drinking... Uh, was Dr. Pepper for a day? They said it's going to kill her. She outlived everybody around her. So I think a lot of this is their genetics and, and your attitude and your zest for living. Okay, you know, and one of the things you know, I want to talk about is alchemy. All right, and that old lady probably loved her Dr. Pepper. And guess what? Anything you love can't really hurt you. Now, mm. I know you're on that Interesting. one. <laughs> Interesting. Not really. When you think about it, you can transmute anything. You can say, I love to eat this thing. And as long as I eat it all the time, there's an element of, you know, moderation and balance and everything. But don't ever deprive yourself because the minute you tell yourself, oh, I'm going to get fat from eating five brownies, I can eat five brownies and I won't gain an ounce. Why? Because I want five brownies and I don't want to gain five pounds. So you just Listen, tell yourself. You, I don't want to hear about this because this part, <laughs> this part tell of, my, of my, the pain of my life is not right because I'm off all sugar, white flour, bread, all that. I'm on a high protein what? thing. You I'm feeling like quite a dark carbon. What? What? You believe it, though. You believe it. The minute you believe something, it becomes so okay, for you. I believe. I believe that cupcake is not going to do anything to me. I will believe it. I will eat it. <laughs> you go, girl. Just transmute it. It's called alchemy. Okay. All right, wet <laughs> gold. I'm not gonna pull this on my. I'm gonna try to tell my doctor. He's the one who did it to me. He's the French crazy guy. Eat meat and eat vegetables. There is no other aisle. I was like, what? He said, yeah, there's no other aisle. 
you can go get cleaning supplies. Then I try to anyway. It's working, but I do feel very. There's a psychic connection to weight. There's also a pH factor to weight. So let me talk about those two things real quick. Um, In case you're worried or anybody's listening and they're worried about their weight. Yeah, you got to watch what you eat. Okay? And my father used to always say jokingly, management is all about less input and more output. (laughs) That's a good one, I think. Um, But, again, what do you into yourself is truth all the way around. It isn't just what you're eating. It's what you're eating on every level, what you believe and take in as truth, and that becomes so for you. So when you look at weight, a lot of times they say it's for whatever reason on a psychic or subconscious level, you're protecting yourself on any level. You will put out uh, a space extra around you to keep others away or to protect from certain things or people. All right, and that's a very psychic thing. A lot of psychics tend to be a little bit older. Yeah, I agree with you. Not all of them, but a lot of them, they say, tend to do that. Um, The other is pH. A lot of people don't know about this. And there's a very simple way to correct it. If you have acidosis, not only are you going to always be overweight and never, ever lose weight, but you're going to be open to a host of almost every known killer disease out there because it depends on an acid system to thrive most disease. The other thing it depends on is low levels of oxygen, especially cancer. So you can almost totally avoid cancer if you always have high levels of oxygen and not overly high, but if you're a good breather, you do breathing exercises, you can take oxygen drops, they sell them now, um, there's ways to get oxygen into the body, definitely. Um, if you already have cancer, oxygen treatment in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber would be a good idea um, when nothing else will work because cancer cannot live where there's a lot of oxygen. It will kill it quickly. That's a fact. Search it. It's a fact. The cancer thrives in a acid environment. There is no disease state known to man that can live or thrive in an alkaline environment. Now, your pH needs to be slightly over um, 7.8, I would say. I kind of like the 7.8 to 8.0 range, not permanently, but once you keep checking your alkalinity, if it stabilizes, then I believe in going on and off things as maintenance. And the best way to correct your pH is to use baking soda. It's cheap, it's simple, and it works. Okay. It can kill cancer. It can kill fungus in your body. It will kill parasites. It will cleanse you. It will do a lot of things to balance your pH. But you've got to be careful because you don't want to be alkaline. That isn't good either. So you have to monitor it with pH test strips that you can use with either your saliva or your urine or whatever to test your pH. And you've got to check Which it. Which are available over the counter. You know, that I know that they're available. So... Uh, what amount are you suggesting of baking soda a day? Okay, they say to put a teaspoon in an eight-ounce glass of water, stir it up, have a backup glass of water, because anybody that's ever drank baking soda, it's very salty and very slimy. It's nasty. So you want to hold your nose and chug it up, and then keep your nose held and chug up the water after that, because a lot of people can't hold it down. They'll vomit it back up. That's a fact. The only way to keep it down is to hold your nose, swallow the little eight ounces, guzzle it, and then get that backup glass of water and keep going. 
um, and, and get it down and try to keep it down. You'll get used to it after a little bit. But my father used to take that when he'd have a sour stomach or an upset stomach. That's what they would give you back in the day. And it would make That's you right. vomit on purpose to bring up all those acids. And it would help. It would sell the stomach. So. Yeah. Um, the, 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 you're the, right. I, Coca-Cola used to use, work years ago. Was a combination of the little bit of carbonation in his upset stomach would help it to a degree, help the gas like come up, you know, kind of thing. It was always that syrupy thing that they said was good for the stomach. It wasn't the sugar factor. It was probably the bicarbonation in like the gases in it to make you right. burp. The stomach sure. settle. So you get that effect with uh, um, baking soda. However, with baking soda, just to let everybody know, this is a true fact too. This aluminum, even in the well-known brand of Arm & Hammer, you got to watch out for that aluminum. You don't really want aluminum in your body. So it causes Alzheimer's and dementia. You don't really want that. So don't use the Arm & Hammer. you got to look for the Red Mills. That's the name of it, Red Mills Baking Soda. No aluminum. It's the only one I know of that has none. Oh, I love Red Mills, too. I know. I love their stuff. So. Now, we have had people um, hanging on the line. Are you willing to take a call? Sure. Okay. Uh, area code 916, I think it's a Sacramento number. I'm going to get you on live now. You're live with the Paranormal Sacred. What's your first name, please? Hi, Hello. this is Diana. Hi, Diana. How are you? I'm good. How Hello. are you? Very Sounds good. Like Did you have a question? Fun? Yes, yeah, as always. Um, I love having Pam on. Do you have a question for Pam? Uh, no, I'm just enjoying listening. She's very positive, and she knows what she's talking about. So I'm okay. She really does. It. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, thank you. For yeah, thank you very much. Because they're, uh, somehow they're... Uh, they changed the switchboard, and when I'm looking at it, uh, it looks like you were asking a question because your little headgear, every person that calls in gets a, like a little head thing, and it was glowing. So oh. anyway, did, did you push oh, yeah, line one? Or, I, no, yeah, not yet. going on here? Okay. <laughs> okay, then you hang in there and <laughs> take care. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Stay on. Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. She's very sweet. Thank you. Anyway, so I guess, you know, it's still glowing, so I don't know what it means, all right? But um, they used to have a little question mark would come up. So anyway, the call number tonight is 619-924-9744. So anyway, so um, since you're a psychic intuitive and a sensitive person, I know... um, Many uh, psychics that I know have a problem with being in large groups of people. Uh, do you feel that um, when you walk into a room, do you ever get, like, overloaded with information about everybody or feel kind of overwhelmed? No, because I've learned to manage it and control it and master it to a point where I tune it all out and I don't let anything get into my energy. I've got a, the right kind of shield. It's not a wall. It's a shield. So I will shield when I walk into an unknown group of people, for sure. But if I know what I'm going to expect, I'm fine to walk in there and be me. Like with my starborn people or people I know, I'm, you know, there's, there's a, I could have a huge crowd around me and it means nothing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like if I was to take my son over to the water park or the big uh, amusement park kind of thing, 
to me, I experience that as psychic chaos energy, totally. So I generally yeah. try so not to do that. I let my ex-husband take do. him. <laughs> I don't go there. I try not to I go there. Take I the kids to, even Disneyland. Even Disneyland, I, I just can't handle it. So I should just take the kids there. there. Yeah, something more. I think it's the, the rhythm of the music and the spinning lights and the clicking and the you know, it does something too. But they're having fun. They can go and have fun, but it isn't fun for me. I don't like it. So that's, that's if you have like another old, caller, old. have another caller with a question. Okay. Um, hi. You're live with the Paranormal Miss Sacred. Did you have a question for Pam? Hello. It's, uh, what's, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Is this Anne? Hi there. Yes, this is Anne. Um, hello, Pam. It's nice to uh, hear you. Thank you. Um, I've never really talked to anybody about this particular health issue that I have. But I just felt compelled to call and see what, you know, because what I'm hearing from you um, is very logical. And so it's interesting me, interesting to me. So um, when I, you know, reached puberty at the age of 14, my hair started to fall out. And my whole life, I have been either growing or shedding, growing and shedding, growing and shedding. And now I'm uh, close to 50, and uh, my hair is shedding again. My hormones are changing. I'm heading towards menopause. Your hormones have been off most of your life. Keyword, hormones. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's where I'm going. All the way around. Endocrine system. Right. You know that term? Your endocrine system is the balance of your hormones and enzymes in your body. Mm-hmm. So that's where the link is for me. If you were born with it and it will never go away, let's say, uh, yeah. I don't think you were born with it if it kicked in during puberty, which is the hormonal time. So that was a signal right, right. there. Now that you go into mm-hmm. menopause, you can expect more of the same. If you don't find the right kind of person, and when I say person, that doesn't necessarily mean doctor, when you find the right kind of health practitioner that can really balance your hormones, and I'll give you an idea of where to look, okay, in a second, mm-hmm. um, that will be the key for you to finally stop having to deal with this. You've got to balance in correctly, and maybe that's just not happened yet. Now, you've got to find somebody that does several things involving um, energy electrical medicine. Now, that would be your Rife machine or a Sio QXCI, which will literally even diagnose you and then let you know what the remedies would be to balance whatever is out of balance. So it will tell you what's out of balance, and then it will give you all the things you need to do to rebalance that. All right? So you got to look for somebody in your area that's running one of these machines legally, like they know what they're doing, and it's called a quantum consciousness interface. It's involved with biofeedback and other things. Okay. All right, and they call it SIO, S-C-I-O dash Q-X-C-I. Now, that is the quantum consciousness interface, okay? I've always wanted okay. one of those machines, but they're expensive. So I, I downgraded, and I have a rice machine. I've done a lot of rice therapy work, rice frequency therapy. Have you ever <laughs> heard of that, honey? No, my and, dear, I have not. Okay. Quantum rice consciousness. Interface. 
And also <laughs> write down capital R, capital I, capital S, capital E, RIFE. You want to look up RIFE Frequency Therapy. And I've got okay. a machine here, but you're far away, aren't you? I'm in New York, New York State, New York City. Oh, you are? Oh, really? Well, I'm from mm-hmm. New York, if you can tell by the accent, but I'm in Maine. I'm only four hours. Come on up and I'll treat you. I love you. Ooh, Thank you. Go I have to, I do. I have an ultra BCX rife. I've got a quality rife machine. So Wow. Um is, Looks like I a need a road trip. trip. <laughs> well, you need to be able to contact me, so I don't know how we can do All that, right. Charlie. You can give her my email at least. Yeah, yeah, because I can and uh just message me on Facebook, yeah. All right, I will. Well, that's Can very interesting, and, and uh, Char, I love what you do. You know that, and thank you, uh, thank you thank so you. much for sharing. And the, your guest, um, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Yeah, we okay. need her. Take thank care. you. Okay. Right, okay. Bye. So, um, you are really cold. Cool. Up here. Yeah, totally. four hours is nothing. I live in California. Wow. It's four hours to get anywhere. That's like going home. That's like me going home to visit. It's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that'd so. be awesome. Yeah, well, I didn't know so she was so close. I didn't know either. So, oh, oh, now the little question mark is still there. Do you want to answer another question? It depends sure. on how tired you are. Okay, so I have a another person with another question here. Um let me see. Okay, I haven't screened this person, so let me just. Hi, you're Hello? live with the Paranormal and the Sacred. Can I have your first name, please? Yes, um, my name's Karen. I'm calling from Chicago. Hi, Karen. Welcome. Hi, you thank you. For, um, do you have a question yes, for um, Pam? Was, yes, um, I was just wondering. Um, I started a new job, and I was just wondering if you see it working out. It's kind of like a um, like a temp assignment, but I'm wondering if it'll come out to be something more. Um, that itself isn't going to work out. I don't see that mm-hmm. going long term, whatever it is, more short term. But there's something okay. right behind me, so hang in there. I see June, something about June. Do Do you see it with the same company? Or, huh? With the same company or something else? No, not totally. the same company. If they're hiring you as a temp, you'll be there for a little while. Um, I don't know if you already know how long they're hiring you for, like initially, no. and then keep you. Oh, so they didn't give you a time frame. No, um, they just I, said long term. They said long term? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're hiring you as a temp with what? Yep. The promise of long term? Yeah. All right. Well, remember, dear, you haven't even started this job yet, correct? Yes, I just started last week. You just started okay. last week? Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I'm feeling is that this is not the right fit for you. For whatever reason, oh. I don't see it happening. And don't get upset oh. because whatever's behind it is better, better. And it's more resonant to you. Whatever it is, it, it's more your area. It's more you're into it more. I think you're going to find this to be not up your alley. I don't know why. I don't think it's a right fit, and I think in a few more weeks you'll see it. I see May. I see May, something about May, you're going, uh, I don't think so. And you're looking around, and you find something and start something much better in June. That's what I say. Oh, and that'll be more permanent, more of a permanent job? Whatever I see coming has a lot of, like, future distance to it, yes. 
Oh, cool, cool. This is like a stepping stone somehow. I don't know what it is, but you may find out something while you're there, through somebody there, something like that. It connects to something after that. Something after this is what's going to stick. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Don't be scared. Okay, thank you. Thank you. No, so no fear, man. No fear. Don't be scared. Thank you for your It'll be all right. Just keep going and the things when the sign comes to go and you're asked that then then that's time to go. So thank you for calling. Anyway, um I wanted to ask you something else. So um do you feel that uh everybody has a psychic gift? Because I feel like everybody has a little sixth sense of something that's natural to have the ability to scope things out real quick. Charlene, we all have the same exact ability. Nobody's different here. Um, It's all about our conditioning, what we believe, what we buy into, what we expect. If we live in fear and we live in judgment and we don't try new things and we don't open the parachute, you know how that works. (laughs) Um, It's just... (laughs) You're not gonna you're not gonna evolve. You're not gonna get very far. You're not gonna have the same experience somebody else might. That's bolder. That takes a risk. And I don't mean be risky. You know, being risky and impulsive and reckless. I'm not for that at all. I'm very cautious. But sometimes when life shows you that there's a golden opportunity, and you know, you, you almost it's too good to be true. But um, you got to try. You can't walk away from something. Um, you got to jump right in and have that level of faith where, you know, you hope for the best and prepare for, you know, you never know. Sometimes you never know. It's all unknown. Isn't it true that everything we do before we do it, it's unknown what it's going to be, how it's going to turn out, just like Karen in the new job. You know, they told her long term because she probably wants security long term and she's going to get that. But the universe is about to show her that this is not it that this leads to something else. And I, I didn't see that until right now. But right now, as I'm talking about it again, if she's still listening, I see a female inside, wherever she's working now, just got a job. This female uh, tells her about something. There's a female connected to whatever she's doing next. That's what I mm-hmm. think. Well, you know what? That would be good because I, I don't want her to fear just being happy and be on her job, be open-minded, and then just be ready to jump when it's time to go. Because if they said it's long-term, why would they hire it temporarily? I know. That, that's what I'm saying. It's not what that you means think they're, not, they're not committed. It's not, yeah, it's not what you realize. Is if you're hired long-term, you're hired long-term. And if they, say, they hire you as a temp, they're actually just checking you out. Well, in a way, yes. But at the same time, they don't want to commit to long-term because they're maybe not so sure about how the position, if it's a newer position, there's all kinds of restructuring going on in business where people are doing away with jobs and adding jobs and doing this yeah. and that. And you got to remember, in these times, Charlene, we almost don't have the same level of free will that we used to, and I say that, because mm-hmm. after 2012, now 12, 21, 2012, you know, karma has been canceled, meaning... Um, anything you got, you're getting, you're going to be looking at that like now, okay? And yeah. anything you do right now that's karmic, like in the now, is going to slap you up harder and faster. So yeah. it's kind of like John Lennon said, instant karma. It, we're in that accelerated energy right now where everything you put out comes back to you quickly. So you better watch what you say and yeah. do and who you hurt and, and who you mess with and, 
you know, you better be really clear about what you're setting up and creating and who you're affecting because karmically you can expect uh, a little something from that. That's not my opinion. That's energy. That's the laws of energy. That's, uh, well, they call it Einstein, but Einstein really um, kind of stole information from my friend's grandfather. <laughs> you know who yeah. David Cobb is? You know David Cobb's out of California? You know David? Uh, I don't know. Is it with a K? No, it's David no. Cobbs, yeah, I... K-O-B-Z-A. He's something else, yeah, but his grandfather, yeah, the true quantum theorist, well, not quantum, but this physicist, you know, like a genius like Einstein for our times. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, none of his information was ever, ever let to go out there. Einstein got a hold of it and, you know, added to it, whatever, and ran with it as his own. But that belongs to my very dear friend's great-grandfather. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, that's even searchable. Like, you can look okay, it yeah. up online, search it, and, you know, Einstein got a lot of his information from my friend's grandfather, great-grandfather, I think it was. Anyhow, um, you know, that's the law of relativity, cause and effect. <laughs> what you put out comes back to you. What you reap, you sow, you know, or what you sow, you reap, whatever. You know, it's, it's, well, it's all relative. Like you, you, yeah, around it's there. like you don't have time to, like, meander around and follow your bliss. It's like now you have to work for your blister. You know, because you're going to get burned. So, well, that's the thing, you know. I've spent many years, Charlene, trying to undo whatever karma I came here with. The last thing I yeah, want to do is... I'm telling you, it's hard work. Hard work, that's why <laughs> I put work. it like that. I am going to clean up the way that you talk. Listen to yourself. I'm going to clean up the way what? that you speak. You said it's hard right. work. It is. It's not. It's work. Lose the word hard because that makes it an unsurmountable mountain to climb. And it's no, not. I know it's surmountable, but it doesn't mean it's easy. You know what? I like to precisely, Charlene, take any pain yeah. in my butt out of the way by seeing it as a mountain that I got to move. I got to move this mountain, and I'm going to do it psychically because I can't do it physically. So it's really the way that you target a situation that's a problem or a challenge. I don't sit in the problem. I look for the solution. I'm like, all right, we got an issue. What is the? What are my options to fix this here? Yeah. Fix it, put a cushion under it at least, or do something to make it not so. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't like doing a. I, I don't like surprises that are not pleasant. And I don't get them either. For the most part, I've got enough. I've had a few issues, mostly with men in my life. You know this. Mm-hmm. That's been my issue, relationships with men. Not with other people. I have the most amazing relationships with people. But when right. it comes to that, there's a karmic issue there, and I finally ended it. And you know. You know I did. Yeah. I ended it. That's it. It's over. It's finished. It's completed. Oh, that's and so, good. Good to hear. I have I have news for you, if you didn't see it already on my Facebook page. After a year of really doing some very hard work on myself involving relationships with men and not seeing anybody, not dating, not looking, doing nothing of the sort, um, my soulmate came back. Um, <laughs> I did him 10 years ago, and I broke up with him because he worked for the government He worked for um, the Department of Defense. He was never, ever around. In six months that I was seeing him, I saw him maybe five times. Um, That's not good to develop a relationship or create a bond. 
the timing was wrong. Um, I had been divorced a year before that and married for eight years and then married 20 before that. So I was feeling like I want to really get it right and date and not settle, not, you know, think that I got, because I really needed to get it right back then. And I didn't. <laughs> I ended up with Jeff for eight years, uh, you know, and that didn't end well. And then there was you know who. Ugh, I didn't mm-hmm. want to say it. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> don't say that name. That was the kicker. I'll tell you, that just was the kicker. So that was it for me. Um, you know, it was either me never dating and never ever being with a man again, or really taking a step back and going, all right, what the hell's going on here? Right, so, right. We've reconnected, and it wasn't anything I did. He showed up here. He came to me and said, it's been 10 years, and I've seen him on and off over the years. Every couple of years, yeah. he shows up at my door. He shows up at work. He calls me. He never went away, truly, but he's always away, so we could never really connect. Yeah. Now that he's 57, he just tur- he's turning 57 at the end of this month. Um, he's been in his job a long time. He could retire. He could have retired by now. But he loves his work like me. So I said, you don't have to retire. Just retire from the jobs that keep you out of the country, keep you out of the state, and don't keep you home. So he's working with me finally, and we're talking about getting a house soon and before the end of the year, Charlene, oh I'll be back. Oh, God. How and wonderful. This is just beautiful. Beautiful. He's an amazing person. He's such an amazing, gifted, he brilliant man. Like a, he sounds and like he's a, a really beautiful person. Oh, that you know and you're able to talk to him. It sounds like you're comfortable, you know, with totally. him. And That's what it is. You know, he said, well, yeah. I'm with you and I'm near you and I'm in your arms. I am home. And it's always been yeah. that way. To me, He even admitted to me after two years of being married, he thought of me the whole time. Oh, he was married yeah. briefly the past 10 years for a couple of years. And I was kind yeah. of devastated at the point because I figured I'd lost him forever and we could never get back. But they said to me it wouldn't last more than a few years, and they were right about that, too. Two years later, they were divorced. So, And he showed right back up here as soon as they were divorced. He showed up over here. So, Well, I think it's part of uh, finding yourself and actually uh, having suffering in a relationship will actually uh, render you a better, uh, let's say, a better person, meaning... You have more wisdom, and you can go back into it, you know, wiser. You know, I think sometimes you get a good beating because you get pounded into gold. You know, that gets rid of the extra stuff, and then you're getting the beat down because you're getting turned into gold. I've always you know, it felt also that way, and it always tough. turned out to be true. You know, it, it also made me tougher because I think at the core of my male issues is abandonment, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. And, you know, me and my father were tight, so it has nothing to do with him directly. But when I was a small oh. child, six years old, my parents got divorced, and my father moved out. But my mother said that, and he said, they both told me they lied to us when we were little back in the day. He said, I'm only going away for a little while. I'll be back. Well, I guess they thought they could try to work it out, being separated, whatever, and they didn't. And he never came back. But we'd see him every weekend. I mean, he's been in my life forever. Passed away five, yeah. about five years now. Um, but, you know, my dad, has, and he used to live next door to me in the next building where I'm living right now. He lived in the next building. Oh. I got him the apartment there when somebody moved out. Very, mm-hmm. very close. 
So between him passing away five years this July um, and everything that I've gone through with men, you know, and he was always my rock. So a lot of people say that if you have issues with men, it's because of your father. Not. I have no issues with men. It wasn't about that, you know. Whatever that issue was, it was very deep-seated. could have been karmic or whatever. Um, But I had to go through all of it to learn how to be true to myself, truly, and not compromise anything that I really value and bend to another person's will that would tempt me and lure me with whatever they were saying or doing or whatever. You know, it it, it might look nice and sound nice and put those rose-colored glasses on, but... You know, in everyday reality, all I want in a relationship is the truth as far as love. True love, harmony, balance, peace, consideration. Think of me. Think of me. When you go to make plans, say, I don't know, let me check with my wife or let me check with my woman and see what she's thinking or doing. Or, you know, right, consider right. Think of me. Just acknowledge me. Make me a part of your life. But you know what? I'm a very independent person. And I don't really need a man. I want one, but I don't need one. I don't. I need one or one thing, kind (laughs) of. And that's pretty much it. (laughs) But really, I'm just saying, I don't need a man. I haven't had a good man in my life for so long, and I've been doing it myself anyway. So uh, if a man's going to be in my life at this stage of the game, he needs to be an asset and not a detriment. That's what I'm going to pretty much, that's what I've learned. You got to be an asset at this point, you know. Exactly, and give yourself a little time, you know, because I feel like you got the bums rush and a big, big freaking yeah, snake you know, in the grass lion. It made me stronger and smarter and I less know. willing to settle for that which I already know is oh, not yeah. good for me, you know. Yeah, and yeah, because uh, that other thing, you know, I think that's just uh, was a fluke. You know, just a fluke that you had to learn from, you know. Because believe me, my heart was with you all the time because I knew it was going to happen. You know, and you know yeah, that. Well, I, I, you, knew, you could feel me across the United States. <laughs> I'll never forget that day you messaged me. I'll never forget it, Miss Psychic. You want to talk, <laughs> tell me something, don't you? <laughs> I was biting my tongue, man. I bit my tongue that whole time. I know. I was, well, I know. but I've been threatened by a certain person I won't mention. Um, and oh, it really? isn't who you think. It's the sidekick. Um been threatened, you know, even though not even an American citizen, threatening me uh, that if I don't go away, you know, um, that there's going to be some kind of legal ramifications, really. That's just really. like it. You're bringing that off, you. Well, we're talking dumb and dumber here, so don't worry about it. And we have <laughs> another. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. That's like an inside joke between us. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Well, some people I bet do. <laughs> the people in the in the in crowd know, and the other ones don't even know. Because we're just, That's okay. we're, just need we're venting. This is therapy right now. We're on air therapy. <laughs> uh, so once a snake is always a snake, even if the snake's frozen, it'll uh-huh. fall out and do it again. So remember that, yep. everybody, yep. girls out there. Once a snake, always a snake. Okay. But you know Snakes what? Will be eggs. There was a reason why you didn't tell me, couldn't, shouldn't, wouldn't, didn't. I know. Until you something did. bit my tongue. I needed to learn that. 
Okay. You did. I knew it too. I knew it, but I was hurt because I didn't want you to feel so. I didn't want you to suffer. You know, because you didn't deserve that, and I knew it. So that's how we've been able to have a good relationship. Is because of that. I, I had that knowledge that you were going to suffer and it was going to hurt. But I'm really this. The best thing happened is that it cleared the way for your true love. And and what could be better? I mean, really. Yeah, Think well, I have you to thank, of, thank you for not intervening so I could learn. <laughs> it just gives me the chills. It's what's supposed to be, you know, whatever it's supposed to be. Now, we have another question. Okay. Would you like to uh, answer another question? Sure. Okay. Okay, this is for area code 619, and you're live with the paranormal and the sacred. What's your first name, please? Hey. Hi, Donna. Donna. Hi, Donna. Do you have a question for Pam? Yeah, um, well, whatever comes up, I guess, is can I just leave it open and see what comes through? Maybe the relationship area would be good. If it, Yeah. Well, I'm not whatever. doing, like, cold psychic readings on the air, honey, so just ask no. me a question. Okay, well, are okay. you single? Yeah, I am. All right. Well, I get the feeling psychically that you're not quite single, that there's somebody from your past that you still yeah. have a cord connected to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, am I seeing a D name like Dan or Don or Date? Something with a D? What's that? Well, that's, well, that's well, my name. But, um, well, maybe David. Oh. He David is somebody I had a child with, but I'm not with him. He might be thinking of me, but I'm not thinking of him. All right. Well, I'm just seeing the cord connecting to somebody from your past. I very visually see that. What's his name? David. His name is David, the one that I see the cord connected to? Well, I mean, well, I'm, like I said, I had a child with him. He might be connected. He might be thinking of me, but I don't think of him, and you know, at all. All right. Well, they're, they're, I think symbolically they're talking about the psychic cord that you have that connects to him, which is your child, the umbilical oh. cord, cord, the mm-hmm. cord connection. Um, yeah. That's the vision I'm getting. Like, you're not going to get rid of him because he's connected to you through yeah. the core is what I see. So mm-hmm. whatever that is, it is. But yeah. I don't know. He might still have it for you. That doesn't mean you're going to go back there. But there's gotta be, you've got to, like, resolve something around that yourself, okay? And it isn't about loving him or not loving him. I think you're clear about that. But whatever happened or whatever went down, you need to clear that from yourself before you can open the way for the next one. All right. Oh, okay. What I see is that there's somebody kind of standing on deck, like waiting to come through, but that's not going to happen until you clear something. And I'm not sure what that is for you. But oh. how long were how long were you with David? Not very long, just about a year and a half or so. And you had a baby together, right? Yeah. How old is the child? Well, we gave I gave it up for adoption. I still see her. It's an open adoption. Um, she's seven. Mm-hmm. Does he see her at all or not? Um, he talks to her all the time. He, you know, he does. I mean, he would see her, but he can't right now. He's, he's, uh, yeah, he's not available. Is he in prison? Yeah. All right. So, oh, here you go. All right. So you're dealing with two psychic details. The details what? that I'm hearing is why they're a cord connected. There's a lot of unresolved issues connecting to David. Whatever yeah. went down, mm. that child has been yours, but it's yours. It's with somebody else. So yeah. you do have psychic 
um, unconscious connections to this whole thing, um, and it's not resolved. You still have pain around your child. I don't know if you ever want to try to get the child back or if you can get it back or never. Um, She's in a great family. I see her. I see her regularly, so it's all good. I know, honey. I'm talking about something deep inside of you that isn't cleared, connecting to this whole thing. Okay. It's just a clearing, and I feel like the best person for you right now would actually be a really good shaman that could move this right out of a deep conscious place in you because this went deep for you, all right, because you are a very loving person. And you know what? Do you have any other children or no? Yeah, I have a, she's 19, she'll be 19. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's a huge gap in age, so you weren't expecting that. And the relationship's yeah. difficult, probably, whatever. So yeah. it just wasn't a good time in your life to maybe start all over again, and there's no judgment on any of it. But inside of you, I feel like no matter how good it looks and accepting on the surface, there's pain connected to that for you. Because okay. of the core, I see the cord. And that is very symbolic to me, that cord that I mentioned from the beginning. It has to do with that baby and him and the tie between the three of you on a karmic level. So you just got to release that on a karmic level and really be okay with it on a different level, not like on a brain, I'm good, she's good, she's been a good family. That's mental logic. That looks good on the surface. I'm talking about psychic pain, honey. You need to do something to kind of be really okay with this on a deeper level. Well, she, you talk, she's talking about spiritual, Donna. Donna, where yeah. do you live? San Diego. Where are you from? San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's, you know, there's a lot There's a, a lot of uh, things going on in California. You can find a shaman, a spiritual healer to work with mm-hmm. and help you through this. And cause sometimes uh, you're trying to do it on your own. Are you in the creative field at all or in the uh, creative yeah. arts or anything like that? Yeah. What? I'm a hairstylist, yeah. You're what? I'm a hairstylist, so I guess that would be yeah, creative. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah. I could feel that you're in the arts somehow, and uh, that you're in that you're a creative and very sensitive person. And uh, I feel like Pam is picking up on this inner sensitivity. You know that uh, we'd like to think we did because you did do a good thing. You did do the right thing, but you're still having pain about it. You know. Okay. And it has to do with him, but. You know, so your the solution, Pam, is, is, is a shaman? Huh? What's that? No, I, I had said the bigger question was about her love life, and I just feel like, you know, in order to really pull in the one and not just anybody, you really have to have a healed and open heart. It takes time to do that kind of work, and it doesn't have to take a lot of time, all right? And it's not yeah. hard work, Charlene. <laughs> but it is work. Yeah. You gotta look at it and just say, I am going to come to peace with this. This is really okay. And it's yeah. not a mental trick of the mind. It's like an inner sense that we have peace around this and therefore now we can open up to the next part of our life. So what yeah. I'm kind of saying is that you still got one foot in that reality of that whole thing. And you need to step out of it into this new place and kind of begin again and leave that all behind. But in context, if they let you have contact with this little girl for the rest yeah. of your life, it's good. You do that if you want to. Um, but at the same time, there is, and it's not guilt. I wouldn't even call it that. 
it's deeper than that. It's like a psychic pain of huh. a disconnection, a disconnection to your child on a deeper level, okay? And I want you to resolve that because, you know, that kind of thing will carry over into the next lifetime. Those are the yeah. kinds of things carry over when they're unresolved in the soul energy. Hmm. So, yeah. Right? Well, I'll, there, there's I'll, a good man coming, and maybe his name also starts with a D, because I yeah. see a short D name like Dan or Don. I do. So, sorry, but it's, you're a D, so maybe you attract D people. <laughs> no, that's, he's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll okay, look further yeah. into that. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, just that. find a, a mentor and a spiritual a person that you can trust that you can just talk to yeah. on a deeper level. And uh, okay. uh, Are you in recovery at all? Yeah. Yeah. So I would go to your mentor. Uh, there's another word for that. But I would go to your mentor and yeah. uh, really start writing about this and uh, go deeper with it, and that's a good way to air it out, and too, and let it let it shine, because what you love, what you want is love, and that's what we all want. We want love. You want to be yeah. loved. You want to find the right person to love us the way we should be loved, and you deserve it. You really do. Right. Work yeah. closer with your mentor, so to speak, that, that other word that yeah. you know, and, and uh, you know, I wish you all the best, and I'll keep you in my prayers, because it's going to turn oh, out all right. Cool. Oh, that's and it was supposed, to, and for some reason, it's for some reason, Donna, it was supposed to be like this. I don't know why. Yeah. And I had an awesome dream that you know I'll, I'll go when I uh, uh, hang up. I'll I'll tell you guys about a dream I had. This it talks about this kind of stuff. Okay. Cool. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much thank for calling. For, okay. I, take care. Yeah. I had no idea, okay. but thank you for sharing. They'll be helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Hang in there. Okay, so this is this is the dream. So in this life, uh, this is pretty phenomenal, and I don't know. Uh, uh, I think my higher power has chosen to show me something incredible. But anyway, in this life, I have a son, and he travels the whole world, and he's an actor, and he he moved to New York, so he moved away, and I always am begging him, can you write me? Can you do that? You know what I mean? I'm like that in this life, right? Because I love him very much. He loves me very much. We just had an intense conversation. And uh, he told me how much he loves me. And, that you know, but he's a world traveler. And that's what he does with his life. Okay, I dreamt about a parallel universe, I swear to God. And this is this this is what happened in the parallel universe. I was with his father. We were married, you know, his whole life. My son is in his uh, late 30s. And we were married, so the the husband in the other life is somebody I couldn't, I know in the other life because I'm married to him for over 30 years, right? So I'm married to that guy 40 years. I don't recognize him in this world. But in the parallel world, <laughs> I recognize him because this guy, this dude's old, okay? Anyway, so, um, so my son, I dreamt of his birth. This is the parallel universe. I swear to you, this dream seemed to take hours and hours and hours. So I dreamt from his birth all his life all the things that happened, and when he turned 18, he graduated from high school, I just was listing as a graduation, and then he decided he wanted to join the Army. And so he went and got a haircut, and then now he starts traveling the world. You know what I mean? And finally, we went and saw him. He was in Australia or stationed in Germany. It was something like that. And this is a parallel universe. I'm telling you this is what's going on right now in another world. Anyway... 
so we travel to go see him at his apartment, or the not the barracks, but it's how soldiers get apartments near the base. So that's where he was. And we're knocking on the door. We're standing there. And I said, well, son, why don't you write me? And I woke up stunned, stunned. And I realized wow. I did the best I could, and nothing would have changed anyway. If I did it all different, it still would have turned out the same. So what I had to do deep within my soul, because I only had to make up words to tell you, because what I was experiencing, I almost don't have any words for. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. like there's a destiny, you know, and whatever it is, we, we have this kind of destiny. That For me, in my higher power is God. So God has made this destiny for me. So everything's going to work out anyway. You know right. what I'm saying? No matter what happened, <laughs> it was well, in another you world. Know, you did all the right things. Everything yeah. was perfect. It still turned out the same. My son's still traveling. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yes. And nothing okay. can go wrong when that higher power is in charge. Um, That's because exactly there's a definite, it. Yeah, there's a definite divine design, and it's all around us if we see that. That's, what I'm pretty, That's exactly um, it. That was my question to you, because since we have free will, but there's a divine design and destiny, so mm-hmm. I had many, plenty regrets, believe me, plenty of them. Right, because but we could do that, it our way, but yeah. it may not be the yeah, best we, way. You know, it may not be what's wanted, in the what pa- we want. They got it. In the parallel universe, I did it all right, and it still turned out the same way. <laughs> it's not. It's not. That's what I'm saying. So it's not yeah. my will be done but God's will be done because he has a destiny and plan for me. It may not be what I thought was right, but it's what it's going on. It's the way it was supposed to be. That's why we have to let go of all this self-punishment and let go and love ourselves and move on. You know, we have to forgive ourselves faster and forgive others faster. And, okay. you know, that is not easy for a lot of people. A lot of people, yeah. are, they don't let go well and they don't move on well. And, you know, when it comes to love, I'm guilty of that. I don't, I love very deeply and I hurt very deeply. And moving on and letting go is not something that I find at all pleasant, <laughs> especially no. if I don't want to do it. You know, and I could talk to God and say, why are you doing this? I don't want this. If you want this, why? Why do you want this? Like, what? But then you might even think you're doing God's will by by doing it when you're not. You're actually on been You've been drugged. You've been got the love drug. And (laughs) 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 I'm telling you. Love will kick your ASS just as much as another one thing will. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not really love. It's some, it's so sort of like it's a duck imprinting. You know, like when a duck, baby duck is born, it'll imprint on a lamppost. I'm not saying you're a duck that got imprinted, but you did. I hope not. You know, a no. baby duck will turn around, look at something, and follow it. It could be yeah. a turtle. It could be a snake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I get I get the concept of pure and innocent thoughts, thinking that everything else is pure and innocent. Not exactly. Okay. You little fuzzy duck. Yeah. 
and you weren't ready and you were innocent, but you had to get a little whack. Well, again, I'll impart some wisdom from my father, whose birthday is tomorrow, and I'm also on the air tomorrow night. I'm on the air with Michael tomorrow night. Yep, I'm on the air again tonight. Well, it's my father's birthday. It's my precious father's birthday tomorrow. He would be 82 if he was with us still, and so I chose that date. It happened to be open because he does his radio shows on a Saturday night. So I chose that on purpose so that I could do, like, a tribute to him. Um, but, yeah, so tomorrow is my dad's 82nd birthday. Um, and in July, July 9th, he will be on the other side five years. So it seems like yesterday. Oh, okay. so. Well, I feel the same way about my dad. My, my dad died about the same time. But... um. We wish your dad a very happy birthday because I know he's young again and happy and doing, you know, better than we are down here, you know. They're very happy there. But, and, um, you know, it's beautiful because I can communicate with him still. Um, because I'm a medium, I know when he's around. I know him. I know his energy. I know when he's around. I know when he's trying to show me messages because of everything he ever said to me and the way he would say it, the words he would use. He shows me signs all over the he shows me signs when I'm going to work on the radio. He plays songs. He had a thing back in the day for Peter Frampton and Kiss. <laughs> wow. He that all the time on the radio. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, it's you know, I always know when he's around, and he really even channels to me. He's told me things. Now, he's telling me some things that I'd like to share. Before we get off the air, yeah. there's some predictions for the year. Um, yeah. It's late in the year to start talking about predictions. I had them at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Didn't get on the air until now. Um, but I really feel very strongly like something has, for the last two years, or even three, I think. I, I'm going back to 2012 at this point when I did my predictions. I stated to my friend who was writing it all down while I was channeling, I said, this year, this coming new year, because it was at the end, of 2012. So if I got my own memory numbers right, all right, we'd have to go back and look and see when little Prince George was born. But I had said next year in the new year, my prediction is that Kate and William would be pregnant and they would pretty much bring an heir to the throne. It would be a little boy. And they were channeling in the fact that it would have aspects of Diana. And they used that word, aspects. When you look at this baby's natal chart, it's got a lot of Diana in it. <laughs> Diana and well, a hell of a lot I in common. I was wondering. Oh, yeah. I William has a lot in common with this baby on a natal level. And so does the father, Charles, okay? There's a lot of karma going on between this baby, Charles, and William, and whatever. Um, anyhow. I predicted that an heir to the throne would be born, and she got pregnant that year. She did, and we were the boy, so interesting. However, she, again, is pregnant, and I think she I think it's June, Kate. Yeah, I think it's a little girl. Okay, well, I don't know what it is, but I just know that she's due soon. If not already, she had it. I thought it was the end of April. But anyway, that's irrelevant. I was, like, more talking about the original heir to the throne being born. So... Now, this year, guess what I'm getting for the predictions of this year? That it seems to me that the queen is about to give up the throne. 
Now, I I got to watch what I say on the air when it comes to such things. I already get the fact that this is a big thing. However, we know she's in her mid or late 80s, I think, and I think in her heart and soul, she knows that the next true king is going to be William. I really can't see her giving this to Charles. I don't know why, but I feel like William and Kate are going to take over the throne at a very young age, and that is par for the course for the new energy coming in as a very young king and queen with the, the way that they are on an you know on an evolved level with those aspects, I feel like that's going to be huge for the shifting of a lot of things that will then kind of reverberate out to everything else. You know, that's a huge, powerful position, the queen, king of the throne. So the fact that we're losing a very long, she just, you know, celebrated her jubilee um, the very year Kate got pregnant. Kate didn't announce it right away because she didn't want to spoil the queen's big, I think it was, I don't know, 60-something years on the throne or whatever, jubilee. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, right after that happened, I think in the summer she admitted it, but she had already been pregnant for several months. So I do believe that I, I just see it. I see it, and when I get a vision in my mind, it usually comes to pass when I get a vision. And she will gracefully, um, I believe, give this to William. Um, she knows he's right for the job. She knows. Yeah. So I I'm don't know when she I hope this does come I true. <clears throat> my feeling is between now and February of next year, um, and I'm not saying anytime soon. I'm more looking at between October and February, um, and I'm seeing the number 22, so it could literally be on the 22nd of any month that they announce this. I see the number 22. I don't know why, but I do. Well, do you have a prediction for the next presidency? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I don't know. But he even wants to know that. I don't I don't I don't I don't know if anybody wants to know. It's like after everything this country's been through, the last okay. thing we need is another president. My prediction it was the year nineteen seventy one. I had a dream that was a blonde with sort of a bob in the office that was president. Oh God, I hope that's I when I woke up I was so shocked, I went, Oh my god, a blonde for the president? Like, I was shocking. Now, we're talking 71. This was a long time ago, when I was really young, oh, when, I, when I had this I dream. Hillary, because she's gray, uh, bleach blonde, whatever color her hair is, I'm sure it's gray by now. Um, but, you know, Hillary has always been a possible candidate. However, <laughs> um, I really so feel like when... So who do you think is going to be president? Huh? Who is going to be sitting in that White House? That's nothing so I'm going to predict. Say who that's oh, going to be. You really? I don't, know, I don't even know that. You know, there's some very interesting things unfolding this year. So I'd like to talk about that stuff real quick before we get to that, because it could be all yeah. connected. We're in revelations right now in the Bible. If you don't believe in the Bible, you don't have to believe in the Bible. It's still a time of tribulation, lessons, karmic lessons being rammed up your butt if you don't learn. Um, because Earth is evolving now. After all this time, we're actually evolving into a higher vibration. So in order to do that, everybody on board needs to vibrate a little bit higher. And if they don't, they're going to have a hard time. 
You know, they're just going to. Because the planet already, and this is searchable, you can go online and look up the Schumann resonance of the planet, the hertz, how the planet vibrates. It's always consistently vibrated at 7.8 hertz. Now it's climbing and climbing toward 13, all right, which Greg Braden has spoken about, zero-point energy. The minute we hit that 13 hertz, the planet could shift on its axis and start then rotating in the opposite direction, which, believe it or not, if you look deep enough, you can find this information. I've been studying stuff for too long. <clears throat> yeah. When the Earth actually vi- actually spins in the opposite rotation than it is right now, okay, it actually brings in a non-karmic time. And I think that's what the Native Americans predicted when they said we'd have peace for a thousand years after this big shift. Well, yeah, because all the way around, even on an energy level, we'd be out of the karmic pattern for a great period of time. And we're also ascending as a planet up into a higher vibration. So people don't want to believe this. They don't have to. But you can look at the hurts of the planet, and clearly something's happening on an energy level. And the magnetics around the planet are collapsing. Don't know, you know how many people really know that, but that's true. And, you know, that not only leaves us vulnerable to a lot of outer um, types of anomalies, like say that the solar, the sun decides to throw a solar burst at us, without that magnetic field to kind of shield it off, we're going to get a direct hit. You know what I'm saying? So it opens us up to a lot more photonic energy, gamma ray blasts, all these M-class and X-class solar flares. This is light energy. This planet is being bombarded by light. Um, and that's not an accident, okay? It's designed to bring light and clear truth and revelations and let, make us less dense and make the planet even vibrate higher, which will make it less dense. That's why ghosts and spirits and ETs move through walls and move, abduct people through a window or a wall that's window that's closed. It has to do with vibrating at a higher frequency. That's all it is. It's no big, giant... Like, wow, what's that? You know, they don't vibrate to density. So dense matter doesn't affect them. They walk through density because they vibrate so, ma- so much higher. And that's, that's how that explains how that happens. Wow, it's like, fascinating. Yeah, it's upgrading. It really is by- because I was thinking about it today. If somebody is traveling from another world, this could be like walking through water to them. You know, I've that our atmosphere could be like an ocean to them. I was really thinking about this, that it's dense. No, we're using the words that I was thinking of. (laughs) Why do we think about these things? Why do we think about these things, you know? Nobody else does. I don't know. Like, I'm dreaming of interdimensional, a whole life with, you know, it's like a life review. I started thinking, well, maybe it's because of... I've been having health issues that I'm getting closer to the veil. If that's what, uh, if that's what I don't know. I All right, well, that's what's yeah, happening. You could be having ascension symptoms, they call it, which means you're transmuting. You know, mm-hmm. it means uh, you're okay. You're just transmuting. You're being rewired. Yeah. Um, everything's changing. You're being upgraded. You're being recalibrated. Your density is lessening, which means you may develop issues with your bones or your teeth or joints or whatever. Oh, definitely. 
Yeah. Everybody might, you know, and we're living in a physical body, but it's becoming less dense as we go up in vibration. And some people are not going up in vibration, but there's enough of us that are that hopefully by osmosis, we're assisting other people just by vibrating higher, um, bringing that energy up for them if they can't on their own. Yeah, it's amazing, but it, but it is true because I have people that, because uh, I'm a forensic therapist and uh, I work actually for the feds. But anyway, uh, my people will come in and say, come in and saying the worst kind of baloney. You know what I mean? They're just mad and mad at the system, mad at what their situation is. And then, you know, as we sit and as we talk and we just, you know, do what we're doing, you know, they say, you know, I feel better. You know, I feel better than when I came in here, and they don't know exactly what's going on, but I think it's that, what you're saying. I think when you're well, changing, you're not, I think you affect people you're around not, you're, you. You're not the average person in a job like that either. So if these people are criminals no, and you're dealing with yeah. whatever, they're scared shit, probably, and they think you're going to treat them like dirt or whatever, you know, and you're and just a little more consciously awakened. So you don't judge them. You're looking at them as really, dude, you know, you can, like, fix this, clean it up. Exactly. You want to, like, get rid <laughs> Exactly. You know, you got me right. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. You want to just, yeah, like, stop it. What's the payoff? There's no payoff in this bad behavior. So where's it getting you? You know, you keep doing yeah, it your right. way, and this is what you can well, keep getting. Exactly. And then plus this, I just nailed somebody who had never heard it before. I said, you know, you're acting really immature. You know, it sounds like something, you know, I wasn't even putting him down. I think that's what shocked him. I didn't say it in an angry way. I said, you know, you know, that you're real smart and I don't I don't get what you're doing and what you're getting from it. And then he said, well, you know, I was I treated all the cops like this. I treated my DTS inside the prison like this. I said, don't treat me like this. And he hasn't. He's not They're smart. You know, they'll acknowledge something. If it's the truth, they will acknowledge it. You know, especially behind the doors, you know. So it's just me and them, and then we're talking about the stuff that really counts, really, you know. Try to get better, try to change. And uh, now uh, there's a couple more things I want to get through, because uh, you are our guest many times, and you're part of Starborn Spark Radio. How can people get to that? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, like, have the info at my fingertips right here. Um, but it's kgraradio.com, all right, kgraradio.com. And once you go to the major site, you've got to scroll down because there's all these different radio shows and there's little images. And Starborn Support Radio has like a bluish image with stars and whatever on it. And it's a little ways down the page, but you'll see it. And then click on there and it will take you right onto my radio show tomorrow night. Um, that'll be from 10 p.m. till midnight, Eastern Standard Time. Oh, cool. And then uh, what else is going on? There's, uh, there's okay, Let's we talk talked about, about, you know, we got a lot what? going on. First of all, at the end of this month, we're going down to Massachusetts as a Starborn team from Maine, and there's people meeting us down there from the Massachusetts group. We're meeting, you know, where we usually meet when we do the Massachusetts Starborn with Iowa to Britain, uh, Britain Schneider. So we have a group down there, and we often go back and forth and, you know, merge, you know, groups and all that because it's close enough. So what we're doing now is for the past year or so, we've been um, filming a pilot trailer for Starborn, 
hoping that a major media outlet picks us up. If not, we might go cable or whatever. Um, there's like, uh, uh, what is that called? Destination America, where they have a lot of Bigfoot and, and ghost hunting stuff. That may be a channel, Ancient Aliens. There's any number of channels that might pick this up, and we're hoping for that. But we're closing filming. We're at the last filming of the trailer is going to be on April 25th or 6th in Massachusetts. She says it's the 26th, but if it is, that's a Sunday, I think, and I'm supposed to be working, so i gotta, <laughs> I got to fix that. Usually when we go down to Mass, it's on a Saturday. So i got to check that date from Audrey, but we are looking for extras. So if anybody's in the New England area and they'd like to come to the Starborn meeting that day, it's going to be where we need extras to – you know, show that there's a lot of interest in the UFO field. So anybody that's into Starborn, ETs, been experiencers, whatever, and they're in New England, if they can make it, um, I can't, like, give you all the information right here, but you can go to Starborn Support on Facebook. Just type in Starborn Support, and you'll find the Facebook page, and that will tell you everything you want to know about what we're doing and whatever we're doing. Even experiencer speak stuff is on there. So we're, we're closing and, off the, the last segment of the filming before they try to turn it over and see what we can do with that trailer. Beyond that, we've got our fourth Experiencer Speak coming up this year in August on the 28th and 29th. The rest of that time, the 30th and 31st, we're having a two-day Skywatch campout, um, which is VIP invitation only for our Starborn core group, which does the CE5 protocols. And we did have success last year, so we're really hoping for something even more really awesome this year. <laughs> we did. We had I a know successful Christopher Bledsoe's. Yeah, it was awesome last year. And I heard Christopher Bledsoe's going to be there, and of course uh, is uh, Peter Robbins, and he's is he the master of ceremonies? Well, guess who else is going to be with us this year? He was on one and two last year. He wasn't there, but this year he will be. Travis Walton is joining us again, and we're actually Excellent. showing a movie on Friday night, his new his new movie, Travis. Oh, awesome. I want to see that. Yeah. So there's a, there's a new movie out, people interested in the, the whole Fire in the Sky case and Travis Walton. Uh, Travis Walton, if you haven't story. heard of who he is, was abducted, a tree story, abducted and had many witnesses to the fact he was abducted by aliens, and five days later he was brought back. So he there's actual a really historical, really great movie on it. And what's so strange and the synchronicity of all this is last week I interviewed a man that um, that just got an award for working on that film. And that uh, he turns out that he rents warehouse space from my best friend of, we've been friends for 45 years, over 40 years. And it's her it's nephew. A who, it's a small world. And uh, they, as soon as he rented the spot, he said, well, do you know this guy, uh, Ron James? And do you know this guy? And I went, yeah. I said, I think we're in Facebook friends. So we've been face, Facebook friends since last June. And uh, so I've known them a little bit longer than he had. Well, I've known him a little bit longer than they have. But I think it's so strange. It's very strange. Because so she's hey, the one that me and her saw you all go together. It's, it's all kind Our biggest it thing is this year ever is disclosure, all right? That's something I said oh, last yeah. year. I did my predictions last year. I said disclosure will not happen in 2014. It's going to happen in 2015. However, what I picked up this year 
as the year was getting ready to kick in the new year, boom, right back into disclosure because they said it would happen this year. So I'm asking them, all right, what's going down with that? How's that going to be and when and what? And you know what they said to me? They said that there would be no specific, like, one-time announcement, that they're going to let it leak and trickle out all year long until we have an event in September. We have a major event in September, and I come to find out later through research, I do research. When I get hits like that that are so intense, I look Mm -hmm. up to see if psychics are picking up on such a thing. I look up to see if there's any validity or truth to anything I'm getting because some of it makes no sense to me. Do you know what I mean? It just comes through, and I don't know what they're talking about. So I look into it and see. Well, apparently, believe it or not, in September, we're supposed to have a serious, like, near-Earth asteroid, okay, coming through here. And um, they're very concerned about this one in particular. And it falls during, like, really major, like, ancient Jewish holidays and all kinds of, like, the right kind of timing as far as predictions and just things from, you know, predictions from, like, ancient times, whatever, during this particular Jewish time frame in September. What is that, Yom Kippur in September? I don't remember. I can't remember. I'm not Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Can anybody know but it'll be important and there will be a hallmark. That's what you're saying. It always does happen like that, too. All right. And they're looking at September 23rd as being, like, a really key date, September 23rd. So my feeling is, first they're telling me about a big ET disclosure that will culminate in September, and then I find out about this event, and I'm thinking, hmm, uh, if they're going to show themselves and divert an asteroid and make it known, wow. Because <laughs> if anybody can well, take that. I don't think we're going to get hit by an asteroid, but I always said if it didn't could, happen, you please hit me first. Hit me first. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't want to linger. I just want to uh, go fast. Do you know, do you know that it would what? <laughs> if we have an asteroid hanging around and normally it's just like in our orbit moving and not doing anything, if, God forbid, we had an Earth-directed X-class solar flare in the way of that asteroid, it would shove it right at our planet. All right? So there are things that go on out there that we don't control, but ET knows how to do that stuff. They do. They True. can see that trajectory like we can, but we're just sitting here going, uh-oh, what the hell are we going to do about that? Hit it with a nuke? <laughs> well, they don't do nukes, see. They deal in other areas beyond nukes. You know, they have a way of diverting and isolating. They have a way of putting it back on course. Believe me, the technologies that some of these ETs have, we can't even imagine. We just can't. They're thousands and thousands of years more advanced than us. So if we think we're cool, they're so much cooler. <laughs> Well, you know, they could be us too. We don't know that. This is just a. This is a. You know, we might be their children. They might be our past, or they might be our future. If you're working interdimensionally, we we don't know, but we do know something is happening. Synchronicity is is happening over and over. It's getting closer and closer. You know, even my kind of skeptical friends are saying something is weird going on. I tell them a lot of weird stuff, and they're finally saying, you know what, there's some strange things going on. Anyway, you're you're a professional psychic medium, medical intuitive and healer, and you have a lot of uh, incredible information and you do you do this for a living. And uh how can somebody get a hold? I know you're at the Leaping Lizards Holistic Center in Portland, Maine. 
And how can they get a hold of you to make appointments and whatever? I can give that information out. They wouldn't mind at all. I'm available there on Fridays and Sundays from 11 to 5 Eastern time. So if you're from the West Coast and you want to talk to me, you can. I've done that. But you got to go by the timing factor. Um, but I'm there every Friday and every Sunday from 11 to 5 a.m. Eastern time. And I do a ton of phone readings, and it doesn't matter where you are. I don't need you there to read you, as you can see. I don't need you there. So the number to where I work is 207-221-2363. And you can call there anytime to make an appointment, but the actual scheduled appointment would either be on a Friday or a Sunday. Yeah, and it could be by phone. It could be any way you want it to be. I think you could even do Skyping, but just be sure that you're within those Not hours. And tell me, your phone, tell me your phone numbers again, please. Um, it's 207-221-2363. That's Leaping Lizards. That's where I work, subcontract out of there. I do do some work in my home office, but I would rather not give my personal cell phone number out to the whole world. Right. <laughs> I don't want to get all well, the night from every country. Always, <laughs> you know, you can always uh, message me on Facebook if you're a listener, regular listener. Just message me, and I'll get your phone number, and I'll give it to her, and that's how we'll do it. So, you know, either way, also, you can get a hold of Pam. Go ahead. I also have a Facebook page that's not a personal page. It's my Star Seed Central page. So Star Seed Central. And if you type that in to Facebook, if you go up to Facebook search engine and you just type that in, it'll take you to my Star Seed Central Facebook page. And you can contact me there, message me there, whatever. So Good. So now we have everybody's information and... Um, you know how to get a hold of her, and uh, also we got about ten minutes left, and there's a lot of people on the line. So, people on the line, uh, I don't know if you're working the board right because there's a there's a question mark, and I'm not sure nine one six area code, and you have a question mark by your name. I don't know if you have a question now or not. So, if you do have a question, could you just hang up and call back in and ask me the question? <laughs> like, put a little question mark for sure. Because either that or I'm going to pick up and bug you again. So, oh, she's doing it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh, she did it. Okay, smart girl. Okay, yeah, I'm going to get you out live on that. That's, these are some smart people listening to the show. Did you notice that? I got yeah, some well, geniuses around here. Hi, <laughs> What's your name? The Star Seeds. We were called into the show, you know. Is there a phone uh, number I'm, for the show that you're on tomorrow night, Pam? You said you had a BTR show tomorrow. For the show tomorrow? Yeah. I do Are you have doing a phone number. I don't have it right with me. It's on my computer in my Facebook messaging from Michael Austin Melton. However, if you just type into your regular Google search engine, kgra.com, that's KGRA radio station. And once you get there, if you scroll down, you just got to look for Starborn Support Radio. It's a little ways down. It's a little blue image. There's a bunch of images of all kinds of shows. You want to scroll down till you see Starborn Support Radio. Click on that, and that will tell you how to tune in tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Eastern. I didn't get enough tonight. 
No, I'm just kidding. I just would like to hear a little bit more. That's the first time I heard you. Can I, oh, yeah. I didn't ask a question. So do you mind yeah, if I ask questions. a question? No, you, you have um, a can, <laughs> can you tell us I'm due to move this uh, July? Oh, yeah, I see you moving. You're moving. And it could be July. It could be faster because I see something happening quickly. Fast, fast. I see some fast energy. So, yeah, you're moving. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where are you going? Do you have any idea? If I... That was my next question. What? <laughs> Do I actually have a roof over my head to go to, or am I going to be on the road in a van? <laughs> are you going to what? Be in, living in your van? Is that what you said? Yeah, I might. Said, I might do that. Know if she's going to have a place to. She's. I think she's heading out on the road for parts unknown, and she wants to know. Um, you know what's her destiny yeah, right now? You're moving because you're moving said, around or something. I don't know. I was going to have a roof over my head. Am oh, I going I to home or am I going to be living in my van? You were right. The, you heard it right the first time. I didn't hear what you said, really. I thought I said, I heard, okay. I thought I heard you said, am I moving? I'm moving in July. Am I moving or something like that? So mm-hmm. it's not up July to me. I see you moving, and I see it happening mm-hmm. pretty quickly. But at the same time, the moving factor, it's not even moving. I see the moving. So you could be moving literally to have a house with a roof over your head, or you could just be like kind of moving, like moving around. <laughs> Um, you mm-hmm. might have a roof over your head when you decide you're going to settle somewhere because I feel like you need to go look around. I don't know why. How old are you, honey? I'm 61. 61? <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is your, like, bucket list thing kind of, huh? <laughs> I'm uh, retired. I'm retired. I mean, you can do what you want. All right. Well, that's my feeling. This is like, okay, so what's the bucket list look like? What do I want to really do now? Um, I feel like you're free to move and move around. So when you talk about moving, I almost don't want you to put a roof over your head just yet. I want you to go out and explore, and you're going to find the perfect roof over your head. I don't know why I see Arizona. For I have a, I, feel, I did, too. I saw Arizona. Mm-hmm. I, I see and, Arizona. But I also saw something well, else. Arizona, is, those... Arizona is on the list. <laughs> okay. I saw something else too. I saw, I saw like a cute vintage camper. You know those little those little uh, campers, a cute vintage mm-hmm. camper. So you have a roof over your head while you're finding yourself. I think there you can get one of those. Hit the road. I have a van. I have a van, but the camper would be better because you know they have toilets and campers. But <laughs> yeah, but I could get one well, of van. I have a tiny I think bit of here. What I see is you being, you know, really in a good place, like feeling joyful and exploring and meeting new people and really having almost the time of your life, I swear. So, you know what? You enjoy it. It's been a long time coming. And you know what? Enjoy it because I feel like you're like, you you feel like a kid again. You feel very excited to me. I thought you were a lot younger. <laughs> I just, I think you're I'm going to find my soul family. I'm going to find my soul family. And have fun. So, and, you know, did you write? Yeah, I, I need to publish some books, but there's, you know, yeah. I don't have a finance. Yeah. I need to get it, some money flowing. I see. I already uh, have three books. Uh, 
Yeah, I see you were a writer. So uh, I don't know if you're going to make a lot of money from writing, but I think you'll do a lot. You get a, very far with this, with taking your book on the road with you and talking and uh, interviewing people. Actually, you know what I mean. Stick your neck out there and go get well, talks about your book too. at libraries and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I think you, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, she's going to have a lot more new stuff to write about. (laughs) That's it. Well, I was on the road for 2.2 years. You were. (laughs) On the road. And I lived from a car, too. I was a light worker on the road. I've only been back in for a year and a half. Well, it's time to go again. Yeah, because I didn't find myself family. i got to find myself family. You do. (laughs) Well, go to Arizona because, you know, they're waiting for you in Sedona. But I have to go. Hey, I have been there. I was there in Sedona, and they gave me the speech that there's so many people like you that come by here. <laughs> oh, well. So it's got to be well, you know, they're always California and the beach. But there's a lot of places <laughs> to go. I mean, this, this world is... It's been a year riding up that beach in California. And the year riding up the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my books like are good. It. Oh yes, yeah, I decided um decided that I was going to retire even if I only had a ten year retirement and live on four hundred twenty dollars a month. <laughs> I, I can do things that other money. people That's can't what do. I'm saying. You need to start speaking and and carrying doing the book thing, but. Also speaking about your books and signing your books. And oh, I, that's why I thought I right away that you were. I knew you were a writer right away. So, okay, I gotta let you go now. I'm gonna go. Two minutes to wrap things up. Wait, before she hangs up, quick thing. Wait, wait, wait. Before you hang up, real quick. I just want to tell her that she can self-publish, and she will probably meet somebody on her journey that can help her with that. So, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, cool. Talk to you later. Thanks for calling in. Let us know about your travels. Okay, good night. Okay. Okay. All right. Good night. Bye-bye. Okay, so anyway, Pam, I found the information out. So Pamela's going to be on www.kgraradio.com slash live365. And that's where you're going to find her at and... uh, It'll be in the evening. What time again? From 10 to 12? Midnight. Yep. Midnight. Okay, so yep. uh, got by one more minute left. Want to give a shout-out to anybody, Miss? Uh, mm, I love you, Daddy. He reminds me of my dad. Dang it. I just want to say I love you, Daddy. You're my inspiration all my life, and... Everything I'm doing is because of the person that he really helped make me, truly. Oh. I know you heard that, so God bless you, Pamela. And, uh, just uh, you're welcome back anytime, and uh, enjoy your uh, your talk tomorrow night. And uh, everybody listen in because she's got a wealth of information to, to help us. And contact her. Let me know if you want to reach her for some um, sessions and just message me on Facebook, okay? So anyway, I want to wish you all the best tonight, and uh, I want to say good night, Pam, and you take care. It's been really great, another great talk. Thank you so much. I love you, Cher. All right, love you, too. Take care of yourself. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
So another incredible human in this planet, and we just got to talk to her for a while. And I want to encourage you to come back next week. I'm speaking to Tina Marie. Now, Tina Marie is a radio personality out of Las Vegas. She has plenty to say, and she's an amazing woman and a very interesting person all around. So she'll be on next week, Tina Marie from Las Vegas Radio AM. And uh, for everybody here, thank you so much for being in chat. My faithful friends are there, and they don't realize how much they help me out just by being there. And God bless you all, and I wish you all uh, uh, Greek Easter is coming up this Sunday, so actually this is a good Friday if you're an Orthodox Christian, and which I'm a Greek Orthodox Christian. And I just want to say all my peeps are probably in church tonight, and I'm doing this, so... Anyway, bless me anyway, and I want to say, everybody, I will be done, and uh, have a good time, and love yourself and love your family. Hold them close, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.